Welcome back to Love Murder Current Affairs, our show all about the cases of love gone fatally wrong that are in the news right now. So today we're looking at a case that started as what seemed like tragic, if unfortunately very tragically normal these days, a random act of violence, but is now looking more and more like a love murder with every passing day. And as Andy knows, it's also a story that feels very strangely local for me. My husband Nathaniel and I lived in San Francisco for nearly a decade, and this murder involves a prominent and seemingly truly beloved member of the tech community that we were a part of while we were there. So let's dive in. On Tuesday, April 4th, news broke that tech executive Bob Lee had been killed in a brutal stabbing over the previous night in San Francisco. The first part of the reaction was an absolute outpouring of grief. For many in the community, Bob was completely larger than life. He was an extremely successful entrepreneur, having founded Cash App as the first CTO of Square, which has become one of the most prominent mobile money apps across America. Before that, he had been a major contributor to Android and Google. Most recently, Bob had continued his path in mobile money as the chief product officer at MobileCoin, a blockchain startup that was trying to make global payments cheaper and more private for people around the world. Still, it wasn't his entrepreneurial acumen that attracted people to Bob. It was his energy. To his friends, Bob Lee was known as Crazy Bob. This was, in fact, his Twitter handle. One of those friends wrote on Facebook after his passing, you were a relentless torrent of energy, creativity, and execution. You're one of the few people I've ever known that had a truly bottomless well to pull from. In a very real way, you were like an older brother to me. While at times we frustrated the crap out of each other, you made me a better man and you made my life better. Hell, you even stood up for me in a situation with a bully. His coworker and friend, Josh Goldbard, wrote a tribute on Twitter just hours after the news broke. Paraphrased here, he wrote, At Crazy Bob was an incredible human being. Saying Bob's name in the past tense feels ridiculous. Everywhere he went, Bob breathed love into this world. He had so much deep, heartfelt love. There will never be anyone quite like him. As a lifelong Bay Area resident, I have more questions than answers tonight. I don't know how to fix what's wrong, but I know something isn't working in our gray city. That last statement was incredibly important. At first, the assumption was that this was another example of rampant and growing anonymous crime in San Francisco. Police gave almost no information initially, saying that they had responded to a stabbing at around 2.35 a.m., that the victim was rushed to the hospital but perished from those injuries. Crime in San Francisco right now is extremely politicized. There is an endemic homelessness crisis and drug crisis in the city, and fierce debates about how to deal with it. It's a flashpoint for broader urban housing issues and frequently gets brought up in larger culture war battles. There's even a book about it called San Francisco. And so, as so often happens, Bob Lee's death was quickly turned into a political football, being held up as yet another example of the rampant, out-of-control street crime in the city. That was until Thursday, April 13th, when San Francisco news outlets began reporting that an arrest had been made in the case. It wasn't, it appeared, a random attack, but something more personal. 38-year-old Nima Momeni had been arrested and appeared to be known to Bob. On his LinkedIn, Momeni described himself as an IT consultant and tech entrepreneur. 
Once his name was revealed, local news outlets went to work. Mission Local reported that, according to multiple sources, Lee and Momeni had been driving around the city just before the attack. After a confrontation in front of the car, Lee tried to escape but was ultimately stabbed twice in the chest. Lee tried to get help from nearby police but died on the scene. All of a sudden, the story looked very different from the narrative of a random Gotham-esque street crime. When news outlets got their hands on the indictment from the San Francisco District Attorney's Office, an entirely new story started to emerge. According to the indictment, the real center of the story is the alleged murderer, Nima's younger sister, Kazar Momeni. A longtime friend of Lee's told prosecutors that on the afternoon of his death, Bob had been drinking with Kazar in an apartment in downtown San Francisco. The friend and Lee left and returned to the hotel room where Lee was staying without Kazar. Bob had recently moved to Miami, but was back in his old stomping grounds just visiting. It was at the hotel that Bob got an angry call from Nima, who apparently asked him, quote, whether his sister was doing drugs or anything inappropriate. A friend heard Bob tell Nima that, quote, nothing inappropriate happened. A little later, Bob's phone would show that he had received a text from Kazar that read, just wanted to make sure you're doing okay, because I know Nima came way down hard on you. After those exchanges, the friend interviewed by prosecutors and Bob continued to hang out until after midnight, at which point Bob went to Kazar's luxury apartment building, the Millennium Tower. Bob was at Kazar's residence for approximately 80 minutes, after which video showed him leaving with Nima in Nima's BMW. The arrangement described that Nima was supposed to be taking Bob to his hotel, but instead drove him to a secluded part of the city where the stabbing occurred. After the revelation of all of this information, the media has been frantic to learn more about the Momenis and what might have driven Nima to murder. Nima had immigrated to the U.S. from Iran and owned a tech support company called Expand IT, Inc. He was described by a colleague as bright, hard-charging, charming. His only previous run-in with the law was in 2011 when he was charged with illegal possession of a switchblade and driving with a license that had been suspended in recent DUI conviction. The knife charge was ultimately dismissed. His 37-year-old younger sister, Kazar Mameni, is also known by her married name, Kazar Elaznia. She also immigrated from Iran as a child and in 2013 married Bay Area plastic surgeon Dino Elaznia. In the wake of the murder, there has been a huge amount of speculation about the state of the Elaznia's marriage as well as the nature of Kazar and Bob's relationship. But so far, absolutely nothing has been confirmed, so this is just pure speculation. The only information that is totally solid is that the friend of Bob's interviewed by the prosecutors who had spent the day with them said that Bob and Kazar had met three to four years earlier, and the friend was not sure if they had had an intimate relationship. Kazar and Dino appeared in court at Nima's arraignment, at one point exchanging a heart-hand gesture with the alleged murderer. This is a pretty remarkable case. You have a larger-than-life entrepreneur, a crime that triggered waves of political fighting about urban issues, and now the intrigue that the murder might have been motivated by a romantic relationship. What's clear, Andy, is that it's gotten national attention, so we will keep you all informed as the case evolves. Until next time, I'm Jesse Prey. And I'm Andy Cassette, signing off for Love Murder Current Affairs. 